0: welcome to the april 27th edition of the pff forecast where we are going to talk about the nfl draft and nfl draft props because if you are like any other american or anyone in the world you're probably getting ready to bet some draft props and we're here to lead the quay let's rock How many people do you think got that joke? Was it just me and you?
1: God, I hope so. I hope not. Uh, I.
0: I, By the way, I'm George. This is Eric. Yes, thank you. uh, yeah. And we are uh, your hosts of the PFF Forecast. We generally talk about sports betting, in particular NFL and college betting. And today marks the eve of a really great, but probably underrated betting event, which is the NFL draft so we're going to go over um, draft props we're going to talk through them we're going to talk but here's the thing i want to start with the prop that no one should bet anymore but that was probably what did you call it like a um is this similar to like the patriots uh bills game where it happened to be you know 40 mile per hour wins and like it you're never going to see this kind of event again tell people about the quay walker Event,
1: at uh, the Quay Walker event. I mean, Georgia
0: uh, linebacker.
1: Georgia linebacker. uh You know, very so a couple of interesting things. So, like, we and, and you could probably find out who these people are as far as the people at PFF, but you know, we, you know, we are privy to a lot of information. um Not necessarily, you know, just information that comes up. And and I know on the PFF betting pod, I said, look, I just got back from Indiana. I can't tell anybody who it is, what this is yet, but like I just, you know, I made a sizable bet. You, you know, we'll, we'll throw some hints out there as this sort of goes. And, you know, so this was last week. There wasn't a ton of liquidity in the market. So Quay Walker was plus 225 to be taken in the top 32. Um, there are people that we know who know people who know where he's going in the draft. And ultimately, you know, we got a tip that he was gonna be a first round pick or like, and, and it still hasn't happened, right? So this could also just blow up in our face. And mm. I was like, oh, interesting. The number hasn't moved for days. I'm like, you know, this this is, you know, th- th- is this even real? Is this whatever? So I wake up Friday and Anthony Tresh, who was in the office at the time when I mm. you know, heard about this, sends me a text message goes hey it's 175 on DraftKings." So i'm like okay wow. and i'm like honey I, i'm going to so i go i drive to lawrenceburg which is probably 45 minutes from my house yeah i stop and i take out and they wouldn't let me take out more than five like the honest to goodness like this place like wouldn't let me take out a certain amount hmm. from it so i went to five kiosks bet a hundred dollars in each kiosk on plus 200 that he would go in the first round it was what I got at 200, which is a better number. I went to DraftKings. Now my, you know, I went to DraftKings, popped it a few times. By the way, my DraftKings is restricted now. Um, oh really? And and then we got him at 15 to one to be first linebacker taken. And numbers don't really move, right? Like, and I'm kind of like, huh and you know there's a couple people in the industry sam panionovich who i you know, host the chicken dinner podcast a few other people that i uh, tim murray who hosts the the VEASAN podcast and used to host the the nbc one that you you used to go to mm-hmm. on set uh, a few people you know we share this information with and everybody's kind of like okay the his draft prop was 40 and a half is uh, over under prop is 40 and a half pick 40 and a half that moved slightly to like 38 and a half over the weekend so there was a little bit of thought like oh okay like then monday and i think this is because all of the vegas books circa win all open their props quay walker goes all the way down to even money to be first round Wow! and like his draft prop goes in 36 like i literally posted a tiktok with get under 36 and a half before it goes away and like half hour later is 32 and a half minus mm-hmm. even money basically both sides so that happens okay feeling feeling okay then Tom Pelissero tweets out today that Quay Walker's a top twenty pick. Wow! <laughs> so then, so we're all like, okay. And I, I'm back in Indiana because like there's a, a coffee shop. By the way, if you want to uh, sponsor the podcast, um, it's called Funny Farm Coffee Funny Farm oh, Coffee Shop. Great, we've got Lord, we've got Sprig, a lot Indiana. of ad space for Funny Farm. And, and so i'm there i'm taking some they of my put me-
0: shrooms in their coffee well i'm What's taking the- some
1: of these meetings at funny farm coffee because uh-huh. it's and i and of course i'm obnoxious right i'm i'm, I'm talking about data science
0: and football in the middle right. of a coffee shop. no no one in the co- no. No. the coffee shop's weirdly empty but eric's just there <laughs> ruling the roost yeah they the whole great, funny farm is pissed great chicken at you. noodle soup at funny farm coffee
1: company by oh the way. my god um and so i'm sitting here like i'm taking meetings i'm like Interviewing candidates for jobs. I, uh-huh. I'm an absolute privilege right now. And I, I get the last at Caesars. I get Trey Walker under 26 and a half at like minus one. I get the last Trey Walker bet. So now we sit here. He's minus 600 to go first round. His over under, I think he he's plus 175 to be first linebacker taken. So you go from 15 to 1, mm-hmm. 10 to 1. And that's been
0: N'Kobe Dean or Devin Lloyd. No, no, it's been it
1: was N'Kobe the Dean, then it moved to Devin Lloyd, Devin Lloyd, and now Devin Lloyd's minus 175. Devin Lloyd, as of yesterday, was minus 700 to be the first linebacker taken. Now it's minus 175. And that's been like the and then we we've, we've been like dropping hints on Twitter like, hey, the way the Quay, the truth and the light, you know, uh show me the Quay, thoughts and Quayers. That you one know, I, like,
0: that one's not my favorite one. That know, one's a little bit of a stretch, don't you think?
1: Yeah. Um but it, it's been an interesting ride, and again... I like, like
0: Quay-Anon, by the way. Quay-Anon,
1: I, another Quay-Anon drop in mm-hmm. his draft position is mm-hmm. what I liked.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I um, also, this morning... or Actually, this wasn't this morning. This was at, uh, this was yesterday, middle of the day. I get a text, a uh, slack from Eric that just says, God will make a Quay. <laughs> where well, there seems to
1: be no Quay. Because the numbers uh, weren't moving, and I was a little nervous um luckily again you know we ended up like again where does
0: your investment in uh the quay the truth and the light compare to our justin fields trey lance not mac jones syndicate position
1: if you take if you if you took fields and lance combined it's about the same okay
0: so it's a sizable It's a sizable amount. Sizable investment here. Yeah. Okay. So if uh that
1: so that one is dead. Like don't bet Quay Walker. Syndicate. Don't sy- la-
0: syndicate isn't that. It's, it's, we have smart listeners. Don't lay don't the lay Syndicate. Six, don't lay six
1: it. to one to uh don't lay six to one to um to, to for him to go in the round one because he it might not win. Like all the and, and again, like I said, like betting it's about picking winners for the most part. But it's also about picking your spots where to really press. And like last year, we talked about Buffalo versus New England. Mm. I remember distinctly when Damian Harris ran that ADR touchdown, you and Austin in our chat were like, well, that under's dead, right? Because it was like mm. 34 and a half yeah. or something, and it was already 10-0 in the first quarter. And, you know, that you know, Army-Navy under, that was another one. You know, so th- there's a number of plays where you just like y- you hit it. You hit big when you think you have an edge. And that edge, and, and in the draft prop market, like it's just so much less sharp than size and totals in the NFL, right? right? So, like, this is the time where you can really get uh, some, something down and, and win uh, more so than you try to do at a 52.4 or better clip in the NFL mm-hmm. game by game by game uh, when everybody's watching the same games as you.
0: Now, it's, it's a super good point. And by the way, the number of markets now in the NFL draft. It's huge. It's awesome. I mean, I'm looking at Fanduel right now. I mean, you can pick exact orders, like, and it's not like three options. Like, they got like 25 options for the exact order of the first two picks, the exact order of the first three picks, um, which has some really interesting options there. Um, there's like. four you know 50 different combinations um exact order of the of the top two um quarterbacks taken which is also interesting
1: you also second uh second player taken at a position market so you Mm. you had second linebacker for a while was quay walker plus at 150 um that that's been taken down but you have for example second
0: quarterback third cornerback
1: taken you have trent mcduffie favorite at minus two and uh minus 250. But Kyrie Elam has come up and made it four Who? to one. Kahir Elam.
0: Is there an eight a- H in his name? I
1: don't know. I, I'm imbuing. Um, but you also have like Derek Stingley now. I mean, Ahmad Gardner was minus four fifty to be the first corner just like a couple days ago. Yeah. And it's minus one seventy-five. And the interesting thing, I was I was on Wart Moneyball today yesterday and I was like
0: Is there value by the way on like Kyrie Elam at 10 to 1?
1: First corner taken or second corner taken?
0: Or, uh, first corner taken.
1: Uh so Elam, like, would, are we
0: sure? That's a hundred to one. Sorry, sorry, that's what I meant.
1: I, I, don't think so. But like, I, like, I think I again, like, right now, and this is what was interesting. Where are you seeing
0: the second cornerback taken?
1: By it, the way, right beneath.
0: I don't have that on. Oh, my, so you
1: don't? Okay. DraftKings, by the way, like, we. What, will, what
0: is he for second cornerback taken?
1: Um, Elam is forty to one to be first corner, second cornerback taken. Um, you have because it's
0: such a like styles makes fights things you know with corner yeah right well remember like AJ Terrell for example right
1: was second what was third corner taken in twenty right yeah and it was it, CJ Henderson after uh, the Lions guy Akuda and that was him that worked out for them so far it's been bad I so I think what the the tenor of this podcast really needs to be like for the most part a lot of the draft props are the, at any given instance in time, the draft props are going to be tough to navigate because a lot of the value has been sucked out of the market with information. Mm-hmm. And you have to have that information. You have to be able to move on that information and and, and move quickly on that information. Um, but like I remember last year when we all discovered Trey Lance was the pick, right? I remember, I mean, this is so much fun. Like we, we, we prep for the draft show in this room. I drive home we only had one car at the time i drop the car off in of my my wife's you know the the school where she's teaching i walk the mile back to my house i call you and i'm like what are you hearing about lance and we're both hearing the same thing about lance and
0: it was the rogers conversation too and it was a rogers right? conversation that we all thought was
1: bullshit, right yes and and then i get to my house i load up one of my offshores it still has because a, a lot of times you can only pop a certain amount of these and I full popped Lance and and a lot of these offshores, and here's I think here's where you can probably make some money. If you have some offshore accounts that usually they give out bad VIG. Like they're, you know, like mm-hmm. DraftKings will be minus one fifteen on both sides. Like a bad offshore account will have so much more hold, right? Right. Like on an over under it'll be minus one twenty to both sides. However, it'll be slow to, to move. move. So in some sense, like for example, this offshore I had had Trayvon Walker minus 250 to be the first player taken which yesterday was a shitty number because he was minus 190 and so but now where you look at the markets painted Walker minus 300, 300 minus 250 is a good a good price if you want to do it that's kind of I think where you can sort of manipulate this thing because these these books are going to be slow and so as long as you're not going to do some behavior that'll limit you right like Full popping, like literally every off-market number on your mm-hmm. offshore book, which yeah. will get you can't like will get you kicked out. Th- that's kind of maybe where to make plays tomorrow. Because for me, like the Lance number I got on draft day on offshore was plus one ten, and this was after every swinging right. dick had him at minus two, minus two hundred, minus two fifty, and it was just because that book was slow to go. And you know, you take advantage of those, and you caught him.
0: By the way, the um, one that you might want to keep an eye on is the total number of running backs taken in this draft. Over 0.5 is plus 162. Under a half meaning 0 is minus 220. But if a running back is taken and how many straight years has a running back been taken? Every I mean, single over... year
1: since 2014.
0: So, you know, history might say <laughs> that there will be a quay by which a uh, a running back will end up going in the first round and if you do if that does happen, and you buy a PFF Elite subscription, which, by the way, you can get for 50% off right so now. So it's $100. $100 off, just 8 bucks a month. If a running back is taken in the first round, you will get an extra year of PFF for free. Everything. Nothing taken away. Just everything for free for an extra year. Because we love running backs that much. People give us a mm. ton of shit. They say, oh, we hate running backs. Running backs love don't running matter. Backs. Love running, running backs. Running backs matter. And we're putting our money where our mouth is. Because if a running back matters enough, to go in the first round all of you will benefit so by the
1: way the no is minus 200 so uh if you want the pff elite subscription which is a 200 hundred dollar value yep like you can you you know you can buy no right and then you know for whatever appetite you want uh and 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 head your way head your way to to the pff uh, head your way to glory subscription uh
0: yeah is that a podcast by someone we know head your way to glory um the, the promo code is Draft Fifty, and if you use it between now and the draft, you will get an opportunity to get that free year plus getting that fifty percent off on everything great that PFF has. All of our lock content, all of our betting tools, all of our fantasy tools, all can be yours for two years for a ridiculously low price. So go make it happen at PFF.com. By the way, so here's how I want to start the the props as we run through the props here. How dumb were we for not realizing that Trent balky was never taking Aiden Hutchinson, okay? <laughs> Trent balky here's the history of Trent balky Trent balky and Jim Harbaugh hate each other. Had so many, dis- they do not I'm, like each other.
1: I'm going to pay for it. Yeah, From for their sure. time in really San nice.
0: Francisco, okay? Go look at the people that Trent balky has drafted. Find me one. That wasn't a like 99th percentile, especially as an edge rusher, a 99th percentile edge rusher. All of them. Go look at San Francisco's roster. And tell me that he was going to go pick at number one overall a guy that Jim Harbaugh extolled the virtue of over and over again. There's no chance. He was never taking Aiden Hutchinson. That is, And I feel so stupid for not realizing that because we could have gone in and... Identified Trayvon Walker at such a ridiculous price. We'd be talking about Quay Walker like it was, you know, a couple yeah, it of would quarters. Be, it would be
1: Quaint Walker.
0: There you go. I mean, even I, like even, even Kayvon Thibodeau, who I, I don't know, man. I think there's a solid chance that Kayvon Thibodeau goes second, second to
1: the Lions. Yeah.
0: Second to the Lions. Now, I think it'd be harder for the Lions to pass on Hutchinson because he's a Detroit kid and he fits that Dan Campbell mode. Where, you know, look, Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, how could he go to the Lions? He likes to right. play chess. That's ridiculous. I'm kidding, by the way. Um, But I feel stupid. We should right have right now, the, that. the
1: number two pick on DraftKings, Aiden Hutchinson is the minus 150 favorite. Kayvon Thibodeau, plus 130 on his heels. The, the interesting thing is, and we're going to do this on the PFF Draft Show, you sort of go through. There's been 11 players at one point in time, were the DraftKings' favorite to be the number one overall pick in this draft, right? So really? Going back to, like, Spencer Rattler oh, okay, okay. and, like, Sam Howell and Kayvon Thibodeau is the favorite right around Christmas and then it was Aiden Hutchinson and then it was Evan Neal and then, hmm. uh, you know, then it was uh, Aiden Hutchinson again. It was Ikea Quanu.
0: Was,
1: Ike was close. I don't think he was there. I, okay. I do have some aquanu, I think it only got to, like...
0: Because the word yeah. is that the people that are... The players that are in the running are... Trayvon Walker and Iki Aquanu.
1: Yeah, for what it's worth, Iki Aquanu has gone from plus four fifty to plus six hundred today. Uh, Walker has gone from minus one ninety to minus three hundred, and Hutchinson has gone from baby basically two to one to three to one. Yeah. So I think, and, and there have been some blue checks that have actually reported that Walker is the pick. I think that the only leak, if you have Walker bets, if you have, but this is my this is my issue. Like I'm going to lose money on the first overall pick. Just because I just kept buying dips, but I bu- there were so many players that ultimately I ended up eating vig, right? Hmm. But you should have right now at plus price because they were always available to you: Evan Neal, Iki Aquanu, uh, Aiden Hutchinson, and Trayvon Walker. All those players and, and, and Thibodeau. I don't have any Thibodeau. If Thibodeau goes one. I you know I might be screwed, but like, but if you should have all those players at plus prices to begin with right the only thing that you the only issue is if you ever chase the favorite mm-hmm. right when hutch was at like minus 150 i right. was like oh this is this, this is, is a suck. lock this is a lock minus 150 is nothing and you're like you really like do you really think that 60 percent this was going to happen 60 percent of the time so you know with respect to that pick you should probably be fine i wouldn't lay the number with walker now mm-hmm. um it's just too expensive but um but like that you know when you're going through this process just remember let this be a learning experience that plus you know with 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 these and this is the first time in a long time right this is probably the baker draft was the last time i guess murray early on was not a favorite and then was a minus 400 favorite on draft day this is the first time since the mayfield draft where the favorite hasn't been like minus 500 on draft day or minus, you know, Mm. uh, the 40,000, you know, 40,000 was what it was, uh, 4,000, I'm sorry, for um, uh, what was it? uh, Both uh, Lawrence and Burrow the nights before their draft. So, you know, this, this is a learning experience, but, you know, I think now the value is going to beat in my, in my opinion, less so in some of these like top five, top 10, top 32, where there's a lot of VIG. Um, even first offensive player, basically anything that has a no mm-hmm. not attached to it is going to be kind of shitty value yeah. right now. And, and to me, I think, you know, where we should start our discussion now is basically these over-unders and where we think, yeah. you know, some of these are going to position themselves. And I even think with respect to some of the f- top guys, so like Kayvon Thibodeau, over-under four and a half, unders minus 160. Mm-hmm. Um Overs plus 120. Like I think a lot of the value's been sucked out of a position like that. Um, you know, Malik Willis, 13 and a half, overs minus 160, unders plus 120. That one's a tr- that one's a tricky one, mm-hmm. right? But you can get into some of these other ones, George Carlaftis, Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, uh, Matt Corral, um, Jordan Davis is interesting. His number has ballooned uh up and then mm-hmm. contracted mm-hmm. down over the last couple of days. Um, I think pick 14 is sort of where the market thinks he's exactly going. Um, Bernard Raymond, Jermaine, you know Christian Watson, those kind of players. I'll uh, offer this to you: like, is there anyone that's uh, you know you're particularly interested in?
0: Yeah, it's tough because a lot of the guys at the top. I think it's a ch- it's tough because even though I think there's going to be a ton of variants, like pick to pick. Yeah. You know, I don't think i mean i think we know the first pick i feel pretty good about that and then everything kind of goes to shit but there's a lot of consensus it seems like around kind of the general position right so you look at a guy here's here's one that i think is interesting drake london so drake london is at ten and a half and it's basically even money to both sides and you look at that in comparison to Jameson Williams, who I believe is the number one receiver in this draft, and I believe the NFL believes is the number one receiver in this draft. Now, his position is 11 and a half, but it's minus 172 under, plus 128 to the over. I think Drake London is the third receiver taken in this draft.
1: Yeah, I, I'm over on Drake London. Um...
0: And I look at that, and I go, because, like, let's look at the draft order here, right? I mean, because that's, you know, I mean, dra- trades are going to happen, but, like, you're going to sit here and predict trades. I mean, let's, let's think about this here mm-hmm. for a second. So you have, th- let's look at, so for Drake London to go under 10 and a half, he would have to go to the, um, the, the Seahawks, Falcons, Panthers, Giants, Jets, Texans, Lions, or Jags. Now I'm missing one team. Who is it at 10 that I'm missing? Uh, Jets, Jets. again, yeah. right? So I got that right. Right. So he. Okay, so let's think about this for a second. If Jameson Williams is the top receiver in the draft, that means he's going ahead of Drake London, right? Yeah. Okay. Well,
1: and, and a couple ways to look at this maybe are if you go and these were just offered are uh, where are they called matchup draft matchups. So a lot. So if you look at Wilson's actually a favorite to go over Williams at this point. Wilson's minus one hundred and fifty to Williams plus one hundred and twenty. Uh, Williams is a favorite to go over London. Williams at minus 140, London plus 110. Mm-hmm. I think the leak here, and when you look at the teams, I think your your approach is really solid here. Um is the Falcons, like the Arthur Smith offense might like a Drake London more than they like, you know, it's the Styles Make Fights thing. Mm-hmm. And like you really have to look at the at the Atlanta Falcons as a humongous wild card here.
0: Huge wild card. Now, the good news for so, here's how I view it. If Because I, I agree. But so, Garrett Wilson and, and James Williams are going ahead of Drake London in most situations. Now, if you look at the the Falcons, they're sitting at eight. Do you think that they have a player? Because they have needs everywhere. Corner, guard, center, D-line, like, you name it. Quarterback. Yep. Like, they're a huge wild card for a quarterback, in my opinion. Yep. Now, we, it doesn't look like the market thinks. That Willis or Pickett are are going in the top ten, but like the Falcons are starting Marcus Mariota. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe people should recall, like, go back and check what Marcus Mariota has done in the league. It ain't pretty. So, like, that's not going to be good. But, but so think about this: you will have some player that they value really highly across the board, regardless of position, that's going to drop to them at eight. Right. Whether it's an offensive lineman, whether, you know, and if you're sitting there and you're going, hey, the market views both Wilson and Jameson Williams as the better receiver. Are we really going to take Drake London eight? You know, so and so. So that's one that I that stuck out to me. um, And it also stuck out to me because you see a lot of juice on either side on a lot of these. And this one was one where it seemed like, you know, it was pretty, like, oh, it was pretty well set at 10. And I look at 10 and I go, the Je- I, it doesn't feel right for the Jets. Yeah, Jameson Williams, Garrett Wilson, those feel right for the Jets. This does. not
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, when you look at, I think there's just so few outs for London. You look at the way that wide receivers played, you know, whether it's Josh Doxson, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, Laquan mm-hmm. Treadwell, guys who are first-round caliber players who don't separate. And, like, everybody – look, I, I was listening to Warren Sharps, you know, Spaces, and, you know, one of his guys, um, Dan Pizzuto, was saying, oh, when you watch the tape, he's actually not a bad separate – it's like, you look at the data, the guy's separation percentile is pretty weak, like – Okay. So, you know, we,
0: it's a sort of Trayvon Walker discussion too. Like, if I, is that a function also of like the passes he's being thrown? Right. Yeah. If I, you look at that guy's body and you go, oh, I should just throw this guy all the time. It's like he could separate well, but because they're willing to target him when he's not separated.
1: I I think maybe that's the case. But then again, like anytime I have to look at somebody's data, right. Mm -hmm. And I have to, anytime I have to look at somebody's data and I have to be like, and I have to squint a little bit for it to make for me to think that I'm not taking them in the top ten or eleven players like that. That's the whole Trayvon Walker thing to me. It's like everybody's like, "Oh, it's a lazy analysis. Just look at his data." It's like, okay, but every single player then in, the, in college football is worthy of the top pick, mm-hmm. then because you know then you have to look at every single unproductive college player and ask why were they unproductive, and like why are you? It's super selective just to pick this one guy. And I granted, I we know why because he's a yeah. freak athlete, but you know, with London, it's sort of like he got production this way, and he didn't get production in a way that's consistent with what has produced. And, and you know, mm-hmm. they all say it was Mike Evans. Well, Mike Evans is the one like posi- yep. one non-separator in the NFL that consistently does well. It, I, I, that's a, a really thin needle to have to thread if you're if you're one of these top teams. Um,
0: Here's you know, one that I want to think me. about. <clears throat> Sorry, did you have did you have one you wanted to get to here? Because uh, I, I you know, have. A- I have some uh, a quarterback question.
1: So here's the one that I think is is and you know just to say that this one hasn't moved a lot. I gave this out on TikTok, twenty seven. You're not following Eric on TikTok. When it was when it was minus one hundred and five, it's now minus one hundred and forty. I still think it's good bet. I don't think Tyler Linderbaum goes in the first round. And and, and I'll apologize to the listeners when I I walk Linderbaum to the Bucks.
0: You also apologize. Let's be clear. So let me take the the listeners back. This is the man that apologized to, quote, unquote, I want to apologize to Chiefs Kingdom. What was this? After the Super Bowl last year? An apology. You may or may not have been intoxicated on this podcast. Rumor has it, but I don't know. I can't neither confirm nor deny. So thank you for your apology to the syndicate.
1: Yeah. Like I took Linderbaum with the Bucks. Uh, Jensen did sign a, a not a lengthy deal, but a deal, and then the the positional or the uh, the scheme fit was not great. I was trying to fit Linderbaum in the first round. I actually don't think. Look
0: at you, man of the people.
1: There's a a realistic place for him in round one, and so at twenty seven and a half over minus one forty again, you do not get the no price on a a first round pick, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So unless you can find it somewhere, let me know because I'll bet it. Um, I, I think that's an over. Um, for me,
0: I, um, I like that one a lot. And I think that you look at this draft and because there's a lack of star quarterbacks, people kind of assume, oh, there's just a, maybe a dearth of like good talent here, but there are plenty of players that especially accounting for positional value teams are just going to see as, as being more valuable especially you look at the corner class and the, cor- the corner class is pretty deep. Like there's some good corners there. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously we've talked about receiver and here's the the other thing that to me is interesting. You look at the back of the first round, what is the back of the first round good for that fifth year option?
1: It, it, it historically people have believed that that is, right. you know, the, the fifth year option is, is hitting at a lower rate. So some people might not,
0: but you know who I think will, the Detroit Lions.
1: The Detroit Lions. Yeah. So,
0: so the Detroit Lions are sitting there at 32. And let's assume Pickett and Willis are gone. Mm-hmm. There's you know, you could say okay, well are they going to go with with Ritter there and maybe, you know, so so Ritter, I just lost it here, but Ritter his number is 30 and a half. Yep. Okay. So I don't like that one a ton. Over is minus 102, under is minus 130. But if you go look at a couple of other guys, you look at Matt Corral. Matt Corral, 34 and a half, minus 114 to both sides. I actually am kind of interested in Howell because, man, I think there's some, some good things on his tape. He's 42 and a half. Both those guys are interesting to me in going under and thinking about a team that's quarterback needy jumping up to to grab one of them. I think my favorite there is probably corral, based on some of the the things that you know we're hearing mm-hmm. from from evaluators that are out there. But you know, you could look at a team like even the Falcons. So if the Falcons are sitting at forty three, right? So the Falcons are sitting at forty three and they don't pick a quarterback at eight. Yeah. You know, are they going to wait all the way to forty three? That's why Howell's number is forty two and a half. Yeah. But do they jump up? right and um secondarily, if the Falcons take a quarterback at eight, well then now there might be a team like the you know this maybe it's the Seahawks yeah. maybe it's the the Steelers that freak out maybe it's the Saints yeah but even if you want to look you know for that
1: second quarterback let let's actually look at this number so Ritter's number as you said thirty and a half um you look at how uh Howell, you know maybe not quite there but then, the Ritter's yeah. number being 30 and a half. What does that signal to us? Well, you have two teams. Kansas City is at 29 and 30, mm-hmm. right? So they trade uh, one Brett, of those picks. Brett Beach yeah. famously said on a podcast that he has only 16 to 18 first rounders on his board. Now, he thinks that that means it's a low chance that two guys will make it 29 30. It's actually not that low because like, it's the birthday problem type of problem yep. and the, the boards are a lot more heterogeneous than we think. Than we think. But it, it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what he thinks. And he trades back, right? And that's where Ritter's number, 29-30. The Bengals also a team, and I, I, Chris was shit-eating grin when I said this. The Bengals don't have that many needs. So, like, the, what do the Bengals need to pick at 31 for mm-hmm. if, if a team's mm-hmm. going to come up and give them value? Yeah. So that, that is – and again, so there's, there's some clues there. I, I want to interrupt this exercise for a quick second because there is – there are bubbling reports about the first three picks – that are fairly strong and i want to and i want to see if you think it's bullshit is this ball sack or just whack or or if you think okay let's that, that this is that this is uh legitimate and wait hold
0: on before to, these uh, are from legitimate people on. before okay. we do this reminder that uh if you're trying to clean your you know what oh. clean up your, your ball sack right mm-hmm. um you got to clean up on your that?
1: bets you got to clean up on
0: yeah you don't want to you don't want to go to collect your bets with a You know, (laughs) Uh I've done some better transitions in the past. I promise go to manscaped.com use promo code PFF and get 20% off plus free shipping on all of the different items you need to keep yourself clean, looking good, smelling good, feeling good, no matter where it is on your body from head to toe, because it's important. Um, And uh, they, they give you all the things you need. The lawnmower 4.0, which takes care of all the hair anywhere. The weed whacker, which gets the nose and ear hair. They have deodorant, they have body wash, they have lotion as well. So you will be taken care of. Also for April, they're saying fuck cancer and donating to the uh, American Testicular Cancer Society. So go make it happen. Get yourself looking good, feeling good for the summer with promo code PFF at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping.
1: So. I mean, so this is, this is, and again, these numbers you look at and see if they're moving, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's gotta be, you know, you don't want to get too far ahead. There are people now that believe that the first three picks are going to be Trayvon Walker, Kayvon Thibodeau, and Derek Stingley.
0: Does this mean that I get to, I get redemption for, for taking Stingley at four?
1: I, I thought Stingley at four was a great pick
0: people were so mad about uh, that people get mad mattress. about all
1: kinds of stuff george they you don't need to tell me that you don't need to tell me that but they here but
0: so okay if this is true right what is that what's the big takeaway there by the way like, uh, Cool, because what, the, the, the message
1: i got was he said houston believes that Thibodeau is second on on detroit's board and i sent back a message that said to well the, who do
0: they think is first
1: that's what i said i said what if hutch is first and they go, no, they think it's Trayvon and Kayvon. And so really, where I call bullshit, like, and I'm not calling bullshit on this. The like, Lions this could be, also have Trayvon if Walker? If Trayvon Walker is the number one player on Detroit's board, all the stuff I said, restore the roar. They're the four seed in the NFC this year. All the jokingness about Detroit's uh, future, you know, like uh, the future being bright, bright, Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell, you went 60 60- – fucking 70% against the spread last year and you want to waste all that goodwill now if they take Thibodeau that's fine Thibodeau is a fantastic player and ultimately you know whatever he might be better than Aiden Hutchinson and I actually think I mean and and Cade Massey and Richard Thaler wrote about this player n is better than player n plus one at a certain position basically 51% of the time 52% of the time it's a coin flip but the, op- but the opportunity cost is – Aiden Hutchinson is an opportunity to draft Aiden Hutchinson, right? That's what I – so Aiden Hutchinson is going to be a jet?
0: Maybe. Maybe. A team Maybe. that likes
1: Jermaine Johnson who like, – and none of these players suck but Jermaine Johnson is at 4 would be the shittiest value I've ever I, No, sorry. But Keelan Cleon Farrell <laughs> type value at 4 if the Jets took J- Jermaine Cleelan Johnson
0: Farrell wasn't even going to be like he was going to be a borderline first round pick. I at mean he least. was like
1: 15 16. But like Jermaine Johnson and look I love him. He's from Minneapolis, St. Paul like I am. But he had one productive college season, which is one more than Traylon Locker has. At 22 years, 22 23 years old. Like, that's Damon Arnett, right? That's, and it's in the ACC. The offenses were kind of shitty. Like, here's here's the thing.
0: Like, there's, because I was talking to um, our friends on, uh, uh, in Broncos country and on KOA, Ryan Edwards and and Benjamin Albright today. And they were like, you know, like, how do you see the whole athleticism versus production thing? And I was like, why do you have to choose? You don't have to choose this this. Th- that's trap. the point. So Kayvon Thibodeau has a 92 PFF pass rush grade, a 92 PFF pass rush grade in true pass sets. You know what Kayvon – or sorry, you know what uh, Trayvon Walker's grade is in both those? 63. Yeah. Now, like, there are certainly areas where the PFF grading system can improve. Yeah. But I am I feel fairly confident that it is doing a good job, especially with D-linemen. That's where we – absolutely crush and this is not an opportunity cost. this is not oh he played on a an offense or sorry on a defense that was so you know star-studded that should give him more opportunities yeah and it's not it's not sitting here going oh Trayvon Walker stinks it's more like hey this is the first overall pick why why not take someone that's athletic and productive the opportunity
1: cost of taking Trayvon Walker at first is the is foregoing the choice to take either Kayvon Thibodeau or Aiden Hutchinson, who check two boxes that need to be checked when you take an edge player high. Athleticism, they both have that. They don't have it as good as Walker, but they have that. And you don't te- need to teach them how to rush the passer. Like, and, and we've all we've seen Donnell Hunter. Denell Hunter is a wonderful player. He was taken in round three. The Vikings have also tried to draft Danell Hunter five times after that. <laughs> yeah, they've all sucked. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, it's hard. Like, they're, these things... It, it, it's that's like hitting a, a five-team parlay, right? Like, and bad bets hit sometimes. I'm not saying Danelle Hunter's a bad bet. I'm just saying, like these things, these low probability events happen. Why would you take something that's like three to one and lay three to one to bet it? I, I, I when again. This draft does not not have talent. I refuse to believe that Charles Cross isn't isn't. Worthy of the first round, right. first overall pick. Evan Neal isn't worthy of the first round pick. Aiden Hutchinson isn't worthy of the first round pick. Like they act like this is the only athlete on the board, and it's because I said this on Chris's show today. The Trent Balky, Trent Balky's incentive here is a lot different than some of these other guys. Trent Balky, everybody believes Trent Balky sucks. Let's be honest about this, and there's evidence to suggest that that's true. If if Trent Balky takes a defensive end who everybody believes is good and he's good, no one cares, right? Everybody's going to look at the 33rd pick and, yep. b- and be like, what the hell happened here? Or, or everybody's going to look at, if he takes a guy we all kind of think sucks, and he just sticks his neck out for him and the guy's great, who 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 yeah. rises up in our eyes? It's Trent Bulky, right? So yeah. that's, that's like, and, and Josh Hermsmeyer, I think, did a great job of formulating this on Twitter, which is the incentives are not there for these people to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. As we define the right thing, right, which right. is to take the player who's who's on the consensus
0: big board next. So, how can we? Let's say we believe this is how it goes. Okay, Trayvon Walker, Thibodeau, Stingley. What's the best way to, to bet that hypothesis? Well, right now on DraftKings, and again, is it, is it over on Hutchinson?
1: Well, draft position. So Hutchinson's over right now. Is, so the problem is is these inde indices are not going to give you what you necessarily right. need. And it's not available on overrunners right now.
0: Can you, you bet can you bet Thibodeau versus Hutchinson?
1: I, I do not see that on the matchups. It could be in a different book, although yeah. again, DraftKings might not have the sharpest lines, but they have the the, the widest offering. Um the one that here's a couple you uh, that are good. Ikequan who's minus one twenty five head to head against Kayvon Thibodeau, who's minus one hundred five. Mm-hmm. That one feels like a – if you believe this to be true, then that's a good bet, right? Right. Um. And, and in fact, even if it goes – let's say it went Walker, Hutchinson, so, Stingley, so Walker, Thibodeau.
0: So Walker, Thibodeau, Stingley on FanDuel is plus 550.
1: I mean, that doesn't – that that seems to – that make me believe that that's the choice, right? Like that's, that's not a high number for no. something that
0: that's unlikely. That's not a high number at all. And if you believe it goes Walker, Thibodeau, and – stingley yeah, right but maybe maybe so because the, the other thing is like is that again so there's two more outs with houston right because houston could have houston the, the 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 stories are
1: that houston that lovey smith wants a corner and nick casario wants a tackle that that so icky aquanu and 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 uh, stingley I, are the sort of choices that oh, are interesting three. okay and, and that and so yeah when
0: you, okay that makes sense so when
1: you want thibodeau so, again, I think the way is to match this up with Thibodeau minus 105 against Aquanu minus 125 because there's another out there. The other out is you go Walker, Hutchinson, Stingley, so, so Lovey Smith yeah. wins out, and then the Jets take Thibodeau instead of Aquanu. Now, the hard part is, is the Jets have been reported to want to trade Mikai Becton. So there's three tackles. Really? There's three tackles right now. Now, that one's pretty out in the open. There's, there's three tackles right now that are on the market. And the, some of the this is, there's various levels of, of of reported here. The one that has been tweeted out a lot is that they want to trade Mackay back then. The ones that aren't quite Why? as... Why, by the way? I don't know. Like he injured first game. He was drafted by the previous regime. Oh yeah, that's a, that's always. But a then, but here's the other two that are interesting. Houston is open to trading Laramie Tunsil, Laramie Tunsil even yeah. after the restructure. Now Tunsil's deal, two years. Nineteen and a half million dollars left. When you pay a player a ton of upfront, like when you're, if you're a team, look, here's free advice, NFL. If you, if you're trading for a veteran Flip player, that. you want a, you want a player like, like, um, like Tunsil, mm-hmm. who's had to be restructured because all of that restructure money lands on the team that that yep. is trading him. Tunsil's cap number for a team that trades from this year is one million dollars, right? So if you're Kansas City, for example. But and then next year it's 18 million. The other one that might be traded, we talked about this last night. I was on Saran Petro's show Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown has not signed his franchise tag, he has not called Kansas City back. Last year, when they traded for Orlando Brown, the Chiefs only had Joe Tooney, they did not have Creed Humphrey, and they did not have Trey Smith, who they drafted. So they, they hit the panic button, traded for Orlando Brown mm-hmm. to get their second good offensive lineman. Now they have three good offensive linemen and Joe Tooney with left tackle experience. Interesting, and they paid him all that money. And they paid him $16 million, which is a value at left tackle and an overspend at guard. Yeah, overspend at overspend guard. guard. So, so I think, and wow. again, last year when Austin Blythe was their center at this time and Kyle Long was their right guard, it was a little bit trickier. Right. Now. Oh, that's so, so interesting. So there's an opportunity here. I think for some things, interesting things to happen. So here's,
0: oh man, that's so interesting. So if, so do you think if Houston were to make a deal for Tunsil? And I'm trying to think about like, you know who, you know who should trade for Laramie Tunsil? The Saints.
1: Uh, yeah, the Saints are a big one. The other one that's, the other one that I think is really interesting is but I, I this is what this is one that doesn't make sense because they don't have the the allocation like tunsil's going to get a haul in draft picks because of his his yeah. his contract's not that hard the one that the team that could incorporate him long term is like carolina but they don't have a second or third round pick mm-hmm. and they need a tackle so that's another one that's that's tricky um another team that could incorporate him would be and i know the dolphins got armstead so they can't the saints are a, a really good one because the, they, i mean he screams saints Right, the they extreme
0: only scream Saints because they want to win now. They have two first-round picks. They only have they're 13
1: prop- million in effective cap space, but you're right now they have one right. million. Right, right. Yeah, it would cost and, one million to them.
0: Exactly, and, and if they're going to sit there at you know in the mid in the late teens and go, we're going to take Trevor Penning, it's like yes. you know, just take just go get Laramie Tunsil. It makes sense. I think Carolina is tough because pick number six is a Chargers
1: lot. also could use a tackle. They have they have Slater on one side, but. Um,
0: and would you pay that for maybe you bring Orlando Brown moving back to right tackle? That would be interesting. But the Chiefs
1: won't trade with the Chargers, I don't think. Trayvon
0: Walker, Kayvon Thibodeau, Ike Aquanu is forty four to one.
1: I think people believe Lovey Smith's gonna get his way. And I think if you think about the dynamics of where Houston's at, right? Houston looks like Houston railroaded David Culley. They okay. they're gonna give the next kind of I mean sitting look, duck coach his way.
0: Why, though? But it would be a good bet.
1: 44-1 is a good bet.
0: Casario just came in there. Last year. Yeah, but, I mean, relatively. No one remembers. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the
1: Tunsil... So, so again, like, Aquanu... So, right now, if you look at draft positions, right?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Actually, let's just look at the top-five market because I think this paints an okay picture. Aquanu's minus 225 to go top-five. Yep. Charles Cross is plus 200... Evan Neal is plus one ninety-five, right? Mm-hmm. So they, there's a chance, right, that Neal and Cross go to the Jets in in Houston. When in reality, like in theory, neither team needs left tackle.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But but the trades could make the left tackle a, a position of need. So yeah,
0: that's super interesting. You could also think about what's Stingley's number here.
1: So Stingley's draft position is four and a half i believe oh
0: no on FanDuel it's seven and a half even money to both sides
1: okay on oh it is on well and may, some of this might be anchoring right because right now on DraftKings it's seven and a half unders minus 160 but you know just a couple weeks ago stingley was 12 and a half yeah so so they're moving down and maybe they don't want to open up like a seven yeah, draft pick a, a, middle for people big middle
0: but that's value for you.
1: That's value for you if you want to go under that. Yep. Because I have there's, there's I have distinctly opp- under that. There's
0: I'm other opportunities, on. right? So if he doesn't go, you have more outs there, right? If he doesn't go to the the Texans, you have outs really honestly all the way through to seven, right? Because, you know, you've got the Jets. You've got the Giants twice. Th- those are three outs. I mean, it doesn't. Carolina just took a, a, a corner and it figures they go a line, but like.
1: Yeah, so so here's here's the the I think the seven and a half number, and when you look at Sauce Gardner's number too, right? Gardner was at seven and a half he's, for a while. It's now five four, and a half.
0: I see four and a half minus two fifty over on on. Yeah, Fandle. five
1: and a half under minus one fifty, and again, you could look at that. That's not good enough price just to bet an exact yeah. f- pick five. You should just you know look at the pick five. Um, I think I I have to do the numbers, but the the thing. With guard, so the five and seven makes sense. The Giants are not going to. The Giants have an interesting situation where it's Giants, it's Carolina, and then it's Giants. Carolina needs a lot of shit, they don't need a corner. So if you're the Giants, you think about tackle Mm. maybe at five. And then you think about corner at seven, that's where you have like the set like they I think the Gardner's pick number was seven and a half for the longest time because right. people didn't believe he'd get by the Giants twice. Mm-hmm. Now I think he and Stingley won't get by the Giants twice, is sort of the hypothesis here. If teams move up to six with Carolina, it's going to be for a tackle. Carolina's right. probably gonna take a tackle if they stay there, or quarterback. In either case, it does not affect the Giants' ability. If they go tackle first right. pick and then cornerback seventh pick, they'll be in the clear there.
0: Um lastly, I just was curious where you are at with the quarterbacks. Malik Willis, 13 and a half over minus one sixty, under minus, uh, plus one twenty. Um, Kenny Pickett, fifteen and a half over minus one seventy. Yeah. Under is plus one twenty six. So like we and we talked about the other three. So clearly, like, there was obviously a lot of talk around Willis at 2, Pickett at 6. It seems like those days are long yeah. gone. No one
1: cares because of my, my bets, but this is a situation where I saw Willis at 13.5 on DraftKings. I saw him 10.5 offshore and took over 10.5. Yeah. Pickett, I have a 12.5, although it's, like, minus 210. Um, You know, I have some Willis first quarterback. I think when you look at this market right now, the only bet you can make, I think, on the QBs is either over, stay. I'm not going to bet this, but I think the only bet worth taking right now is Pickett 170 to be first quarterback. I'm not going to take it. I'm going to let it ride. I have some Willis at plus 150. I have some We're Ritter.
0: We're still Ritter 40 to Ritter 1. Ritter at
1: 40 to 1. If Pickett goes. God bless you. I don't care.
0: If Ritter goes, congratulations,
1: NFL. You. If win.
0: Ritter goes, I need you to do something special in the draft. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be cheering on. And if that happens, for the syndicate's sake, as the representative of the syndicate on the show, Eric, I need some fire.
1: Look, if the first two picks are Desmond Ritter and Quay Walker, like I'm just going to retire.
0: Well, they're not <laughs> going. That's not going to happen.
1: <laughs> if I go go to go but to if Cabo. we put a
0: little on uh, Trayvon Walker. Kibodeau Aquanu, well 44.
1: That does feel like a really um
0: kind of sexual kind yeah, of violent.
1: Yeah. Uh Schefter is now reporting uh, unexpected players sneaking around one. One possibility this year's USC pass rusher Drake Jackson. Uh, you know, I've been tweeting about how good Drake Jackson I think he is. Um, this is a Would you interesting...
0: take Jack, Drake Jackson over Jermaine Johnson?
1: Yes. Drake Jackson's a better player than Jermaine Johnson. I'm sorry. Um don't Drake Jackson's plus 175 to be taken in round one. If you look at his draft, draft position, Drake, not Drake London. There's no draft position on, on, on DraftKings. But um, that, that's another interesting one. Um, man, they're, they're so – we we started this whole thing by saying there's no value left on the board. And there's all this and value. there's all this value left on the board. Um, um,
0: Drake Jackson, by the way, was a top – uh 35 pick for a while and recently has taken a nosedive in the pff mock draft simulator um
1: i think that has something to do with we change when we change our
0: our our numbers but it's consistently gone down right it started to pick back up a little bit recently which i think is interesting and you look at some of his you know his data and and the guy was productive as hell last year. So
1: let, let's do let's do one uh, as we sort of close up the show. Let's do one. Um, let, let's think about the worst beat that somebody could have. And I'm thinking about let's say somebody mm. logs on and they say this is a lock. I'm going to lay minus 500 or more for a pick. Mm-hmm. And let's say let's say let, let's tr- let's try to find the pick that we advise people not to take then. And I have, I, I already said, like, so my example, here's my first example. I'm mm-hmm. going to give this one away. I don't think um, Tyler Linderbaum minus 900 to go in the first round. I, if you take that, if you bet that, I mean, you could be an Iowa Hawkeye, you could be from Waterloo. Uh, actually, that's where UNI is, where uh, <laughs> Trevor Penning is. Um, that's a pick where, so if you're looking at the top 32 market and you lay, Minus twelve hundred for Devin Lloyd to go round one. Mm-hmm. Tr- Tr- Tyler Linda minus nine hundred to go round one. Traylon Burks at minus six fifty to go in round one. Quay Walker at this point, if you lay the six minus six hundred mm-hmm. for him mm-hmm. to go to round one. Don't. <laughs> like I I'm just saying, like don't ruin your night by by losing six dollars to win a dollar.
0: I think my basic point would be just don't don't bet on anything that's super juiced at this point. Yeah. I think by and large, like, that's not the way to go here. Um, so I think that's a good point. Of those ones, the Linderbaum minus 900 in the first round is... <laughs> I think he's not going to go in the first round. Is kind of scary. It could be wrong. Um, but he, it only takes one, though. But here, here's... here's Let me a, give you one. Let okay. me give you one that I like, that this is not following in line with what you were asking for, but Brees Hall under 37 and a half. I think I mentioned it a little bit uh, ago, but like, I like that one.
1: Like yeah. That one. So, so, so my question for that one, which I don't hate. So there's a few different ways to bet this. So first running back is minus 250 to Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about this in a, in a quick second, but there's a couple different ways, right? So top 32 Brees Hall is... Uh, plus one
0: sixty. Right, he's an underdog to go in the first round because uh, you know, a, a running back first. Running round is...
1: back being taken in the first round plus one fifty. I think. So you you have to sort of price out. Do you think uh, the kid for the, Kenneth Walker, anybody other than him, is going to go in round one? Pretty slim. Yep. So, like, maybe Brees Hall plus 160 is the way to go. But if you don't think he goes in round one, you think a team's going gall- to count and say, okay, we're out of round two. Like, we can lose our running back draft yep. virginity here. And they go ahead and take one at, like, 34. Then your bet's a pretty good one.
0: Let I- me just tell you the teams that are picking in the top of the second round, <laughs> and you tell me what you think. The Jaguars, the Lions, the Jets, the Giants, the Texans, right, Those are those are 33 through 37. You think one of them might make a? Yeah, we need a running but, but to back my, to get this all together. Kind interestingly,
1: of last year, and I think this is a really good lesson to take on the safety market. Can't remember um, who is the the uh, Raiders draft pick um, last year? Uh, Raiders John, 2021 draft.
0: So, uh, Trayvon oh, um, Moore yeah, was Marrick, the, was,
1: was the the favorite to be the first That's safety right. taken, right? Yep, and he was. Minus 200, minus 250, yep. something like that, and ultimately he wasn't even close to being the first safety taken. I believe I could be, I could be wrong. Well, he didn't go in the first round, right? He didn't go in the first round. He could have been the first safety. I think he was the first safety taken, but he was. Supposed but to he was the not the round. favorite. The 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 player who was the favorite to be the first safety taken. I have to look 2021 draft. I'm screwing up my story now, but. The, the point being, the point being so you look at the safeties taken. Marig, no, Javon Holland was the first safety That's taken. That's right. And he was he And was he was really very good. good. He was worthy of it. Trayvon Travon, Travon Morig was the, the first safety listed. The issue is, if you are betting the favorite in a market where the position isn't taken until w- well into the draft, specifically the second round, where every team theoretically has had their crack at a mm-hmm. player, those are not sound bets because ultimately your know, Trayvon Walker only Trayvon Walker only needs to be the top player on one team's board. Kayvon Thibodeau only needs to be a top two player on two team's boards, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Right. When it's a, when it's a position that isn't marked to go like, and I think even think about this, like when you look at special teams that the, the San Diego State or Matt Ariza mm-hmm. minus 400 to be the first special team player taken. That's a terrible bet, right? Because Every all 32 teams basically need to agree that he's that right. he's the best player on the board by that sizable margin, and you know it. By the time you get later into the draft, you you have every single team gets to bid for these players. Right. Basically, you have
0: seen every single team has shown their hand to the point where for them to act for you to actually feel good about that, right? Right. Like, so
1: Brees Hall being minus two fifty. Like, are you sure that that number reflects? Like the consensus of all the teams in the yeah, league, that's a fair point. A- and and Kenneth Walker at two to one doesn't, or Isaiah Spiller at 15 to one. And like, again, once it gets to 15 to one, 20 to one, whatever. But like, even Clyde Edwards helaire in the draft that the Chiefs took him, yeah. he was like the third favorite behind Jonathan Taylor. And uh, I think the who was the Lions running back, um, Swift, DeAndre Swift. And then you had JK, JK Dobbins. Like, by the time you get all the way back there, it's like it's the it, whatever floats your boat at that point right, for the right. team that's drafting, and so. When you look at, you know, tight ends, another one, uh, Trey McBride, the guy from Colorado state, wonderful tight end, great tight end minus 450, You're, you're insane. If you bet that, right. Because Greg Dolcich could be, you know, the chief's favorite tight end at, at, at pick 50 and they don't give a shit about Trey McBride. And they just happen to be like, Hey, I like this guy here. Right. And so what's as you get later on in the draft,
0: what's the percentage of uh, people watching the draft tomorrow that could name a tight end in the draft?
1: There's, I mean, Isaiah Likely is a good name. Jalen Weidemeyer is an interesting one because the guy's literally less athletic you're than me. My,
0: you're making yeah. my point for me. It's like 1%, and yeah. those are family members. Um, all right, let's get out of here. Uh, the show, the draft show, if you're not watching it tomorrow, I don't know what you're doing. It's on pff.com. Um, Eric Eager will be live. And live may, live, be 95. A, live may be an understatement for what kind of state you're going to get Eric Eager in. Um, it starts at what time, Eric? Uh, I, w- we get here at
1: six, the draft starts at eight, right? So we're starting at seven. You
0: figured it out. The the first, I'm not on the show and I know it starts the, at seven. The,
1: the first hour is going to be an absolute. I remember last year we, we got here at six. We, we started prepping mm-hmm. seven starts and and then, of course, we knew who a number one pick was. We knew who a number two pick was. At that time, we probably knew Trey Lance. Oh, we sweated it no, out. No, I was sweating. So you're, you're, what, an hour and a half into the broadcast. And really nothing's happened. Yep. And so my, my goal, I don't know Thank if Chris you. is watching it. My goal is to pace Chris. Because Chris lets it go for the first hour, right? And then we get to the actual draft, and it's like, and like we're all like a little tired, you know? Trying to pace Chris a little bit.
0: Okay. Chris usually, um, my take because I've done we've done the draft yeah, show with Chris a few times, um, is that uh, it's like pick ten, pick ten. It's like all right.
1: Well, if you watch the show with Chris today, Chris it's pretty hilarious. Chris shows up, and my the prep sheet that he has has maybe the first eight picks written down, and then he to his credit had gotten here at like six a.m. and like gotten to pick twenty three, but it, nine o'clock came. Yeah, to start the pot. And so we get to pick like twenty-five. He's like, all right, Eric,
0: picking these together now.
1: <laughs> so like, because before Smart. he would just like tell me what his pick was, we talk about it. Yeah. And then he gets he's like, All right, your Chiefs are up next. Two picks. What do you got?
0: By the way, who do you have one? Walker. So last night at eight o'clock, he had Aiden Hutchinson. Okay. The same spiel I gave you today, I gave to Chris last night. <laughs> And that's, he that flipped it. He flipped it in our conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's super interesting because Chris obviously pays so close attention to how PFF, you know, our, our data and our big board and everything. But he also talks to people in the league. Mm-hmm. Like I think people underestimate how connected Chris is. And he has a really good sense of how teams value players, right? He talks to every coach and every offensive coordinator and every GM and every owner of every team throughout the year so i do think it's really interesting everyone should go check that out go tune in the show tomorrow to see what he and you have to say um i will be a a fan watching oh i don't know if you're going to be able to Like, can you get me to zoom in like can i
1: we'll we'll come and get you when i mean like the the other interesting part was when i told chris about quay walker he went Mm -hmm. back to his his room and watched it Came back out. He goes, yeah, that guy's going in the first round. It's Deion Jones, and they went back into his office. Okay, there you go. So Chris, Chris is. I will be in a
0: state where betting is legal. Oh, yes. So let's consider. Okay. Whether there's a syndicate play, your boy lands in the city of of God. Actually, it's not the city of Angels. I was going to say city of Angels. It's not where I'm landing, Um, but a a different loss uh, with an A and um betting is legal there so i don't know uh, i don't know if that exact order is still there because that would be a hell of a weekend
1: well, then you venmo you some money yeah I mean,
0: uh... I, so i'm planning to come back you know I, I should be back in cincinnati by sunday but if that 44 to, to 1 hits i'm gonna be flying you out west <laughs> for a little uh, stadium swim on Sunday. But uh, that was our podcast. I don't know how the close took like 20 minutes, but we love you. Thank you for hanging out with us from Eric and George. We will see you again Sunday. We will recap everything. It'll be a treat for now. Tune into the PFF Draft Show tomorrow, 7 p.m. is when it starts. Obviously the draft starts at eight and we will be with you throughout the entire weekend because no one covers the draft like PFF does. Peace out. Oh